All right, everybody, welcome to this very special episode of Learning the Tropes. I'm Erin. I'm Clayton. Uh, and I'm a romance novel veteran. And I'm a virgin. And we're your host. And guys, we also have a special guest this episode, this very special episode coming to you on a Friday. We have producer Patty on the mic. Hello, it's me. <laughs> Again, it's so recent after our last time. The public demanded it. Yeah, yeah, they needed you back. So today, well, a few days ago, the three of us went on a date and went to see Last Christmas. Yes. So now we're going to be talking about Last Christmas because it's purportedly a rom-com mm. and so we'll talk about it. Purportedly. I'm sensing some negativity <laughs> towards this movie already, and I don't like it. Well, let's All talk right. a little bit about what Last Christmas is. Yeah. Well, Clay, why don't you tell us what this movie was about? Okay. So this movie is about Kate, who is a girl who's kind of a, uh, in a slump. She's having a hard time. She's, she's, uh, she was sick, but we don't find out how she was sick until a little bit later. But she's having issues with her sister and her mom. She works at a Christmas store, but it's a Christmas store that's one of those all-year-round Christmas stores. That is in England, I'm assuming. London, yeah. London, England. And she is played (laughs) by... Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. And one day she's doing some holiday stuff, and she looks outside and she sees Henry Golding... The actor who is playing Tom. Yes. Yes. And they start a relationship. But it's more than meets the eye, if you will. And And we're going to spoil this movie. So if you haven't seen it, don't want to be spoiled. Maybe just pause this one until after you've seen it. Another big thing about it, Emma Thompson's in it. She wrote this script. And George Michael's music is prominent in this movie. And it's named after one of his most famous songs. It's directed by Paul Feig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Creator of Freaks and Geeks. And director of one of my favorite movies. Spy. Spy. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, we, I think we could say we had differing opinions on this movie from producer Patty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it. He loved it. Okay. Erin uh, doesn't believe I loved it. She thinks I'm doing a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or playing a character. But you are not playing a character. No, I I, I enjoyed it. I understand all the flaws that this movie has. I don't think the central relationship works. I liked it in spite of a lot. Okay. So what was winning about it? What what, what Amelia you, Clark. She's great. You, oh, yeah. You, she's great. You love she's me- great. And you love I, I love just yeah. watching her just... Bop around, do her thing, be an, be an elf. She was great. Yeah. I thought if this wasn't advertised as a rom-com, and on the cover it's Amelia Clark and Henry Golding, and if it wasn't, then I would have liked it if it's just like this woman getting her life back in order. But instead it was like supposedly supposed to be like a rom-com, and the relationship was so thin, and the... The reveal was so stupid. The connection between the two characters was was that they are both gorgeous. Yeah. That that was why they liked each other. Mm-hmm. Her character, and now we understand that she w- she had some issues earlier, so we find out that she had heart, a heart condition, and she got a heart transplant, and since then, she's had a hard time. She was a singer. She wanted to be a singer. She's not doing well 
in that. She's going out for these auditions and it's just a grind. She's not happy. She doesn't have the Christmas spirit like she used to when she first got hired for that job. So something's amiss. But she's sleeping around a lot. She's taking advantage of her friends in a really shitty way. And she's not a very likable character to begin with. And I kept thinking, if she did not look like Amelia Clark, I would tur- I would walk out of this movie. <laughs> but that's that person in life. I-, I know. Well, that's the thing. She gets by because she's so beautiful. Uh, that, I mean, this with uh, someone the, her, like this character. Right, the character and just the, the, Amelia Clark. with audiences. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we can't keep talking about this unless we say what this twist yeah, was. I already said it's we're spoiling it. So yeah. So the twist, do you want to say the twist, Aaron? So the twist is that Henry Golding has died the previous, around the previous Christmas time, and she received his heart. So the entire time you see Henry Golding in this movie, he is dead and an angel. And we don't really understand why. The, the big problem is you never, ever get anything from his point of view or from his any scenes with him just by himself. So why he came back to visit his heart, was he sent there on a mission to help her get back the Christmas spirit? Like, is he visiting all of his organs? Yeah. Is he visiting all his organs? Is it great? I mean, is there going to be a sequel when he's visiting his kidney? Right. Exactly. Where it's going to be like, I see you Valentine's day. And it's like the person that got his cornea. (laughs) So we think he donated everything. Yeah. Sure. If you're doing a heart, just like, keep it going. it it just makes no sense to me. Well, that's where it felt thin. Because also, I never believed why he liked her. Personality She's hot. No, they're both hot, but there wasn't, like, also great chemistry. Where I have to be, like, these people, like, need to be together. There was, they're just two very attractive people in the same atmosphere. But also, he's corporal. Like, he h- hugs her and holds her and well, kisses her. Well, in her, her. mind... She, 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 he actually did But then did we get it. the montage at the end that he wasn't in those scenes. So did he, was he a, her hallucination or was he a ghost? What was, like, when what they was were, it? When they kissed, she was just going like this, making a weird face. If somebody would have looked at her, she was, <laughs> she was just going, uh, to no, nobody. Yeah, but she could feel him. So, like, when she kissed him, she wasn't like, oh, there's nothing or, oh, it's so cold, like from Casper. It was just like, nothing. Does that, I haven't seen Casper. Does Casper... Kiss Christina Ricci and she yeah. goes, It's so cold. Yeah. That's a disturbing first kiss. I'm assuming that was the character's first kiss, right? Yeah, he was a child when he died. It's an awful, uh, very okay. bad story. No, it's not. It's a wonderful movie, but it's like tragic. That's not this movie. We understood Casper's point of view. So in this movie, Henry Golding, none of us ever thought he was alive, right? No. From like moment one. We all assumed he was an angel or like, Aaron, you figured it out pretty quickly. You whispered to me he gave her that she has his heart and he's dead. What I hoped happened was that he was like married or dating somebody and that woman gave Amelia Clark the heart. Because then I'm like, okay, well, then he's this is kind of like more interesting. He's stalking the transplant. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a horror movie. And then he accidentally falls in love with her and then he has to tell her. Oh, actually, this whatever. Yeah, that's better. But this was so confusing because it was also just like at the end. So the way that she finds out that this Henry Golding is a big ghost the whole time. And I do think I love Henry Golding and he was amazing in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I I think he was miscast in this part because when they first meet, she's like, you're such a weirdo. You're such a weirdo. I'm like, 
He's a beautiful man in a cashmere hoodie. Like, he's not weird. But he he was off-putting. This character was not... There was no he was spinning sex- around a lot. Yeah, he was dancing yeah. and always saying "look up," which is that how he died on his bike? It wasn't because yeah. we saw how he died. But why the does he want to look means up? Nothing. <sighs> yeah, that's the thing. The look up thing means nothing. And he, uh, yeah, there was no sexuality to him. Right. He didn't. I didn't feel like I felt like they were friends. Right. And then when they made out, it's great to see two beautiful people make out. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like that was earned or that. There was any chance that they were going to have sex. No, he was like Clarence and It's a Wonderful Life. Just like it didn't. Oh, like, Clarence fucked. Yeah, Clarence definitely fucked. <laughs> he just didn't fuck on screen. Mm. Every time you hear a bell ring. <laughs> Clarence <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence's pipes are clean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, he basically would disappear from her life for periods of time. He said that he put his phone in a cabinet and he doesn't have a phone anymore. So she goes back to his house, his apartment where they had gone for one night before. And the real estate agent just says to her, oh, we're selling this place because the guy who owned it died. And he was a young fellow. And she, from that sentence, extrapolates, oh, my God, that guy that I've been spending all this time with was a ghost the whole time. Which your mind would never go there. You would go like, this guy has been impersonating somebody else. Or he broke into this apartment. Or whatever. It's truly cuckoo bananas that you would immediately be like oh yeah he was a ghost the whole time because they broke into places earlier yeah and also there's a homeless uh thing throughout the whole there's a subplot where she goes to see him because she thinks that he hangs out at the homeless shelter because he, he's always around there and she starts just ending up being there and helping people out but uh i was assuming that maybe he was a homeless guy because mm-hmm. he always was wearing the same clothes, wasn't he? Yeah. So, like, I well, thought... Well, those are clothes you die in. Yeah, but at, at first I thought, oh, he's homeless and is just ashamed of it or something. And that's what I thought it was going to be. But it, it it wasn't. But, like, it did make sense. Yeah, if he was somebody who broke into places, why wouldn't he break into an apartment just to sleep? And they also never... Um, the people who she meets at the homeless shelter, they never bring him up. It's not like... He's someone who used to work there, and then the characters she meets all reminisce about him. Like, there's never anyone else she meets who knows him other than the real estate agent yes. has heard of him. And the real estate agent is at the—she uh, puts on a talent show at the homeless shelter, and the, the real estate agent is there. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, he's there hanging out with everybody because it's one of those movies where everybody that was in this movie— just is friends now and at this homeless <laughs> shelter where they're doing talents. All the casting agents were there too. Like that, that homeless shelter pageant really pulled an audience to it, be like really. Like all of London showed up. Yeah. Absolutely. They well, did it in the O2 arena. This, <laughs> yeah, it, like it was Wembley, it was Wembley Stadium, like Queen playing Wembley Stadium mm-hmm. with it. They should have shown people watching it on TV and clapping along to it <laughs> like they did in Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, I did a little research into this movie. This okay. movie was in the works before George Michael unfortunately passed. Oh. He passed on Christmas Day 2016. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he died on Christmas Day. I was in this it was in Manhattan going to Bergdorf. How do you say that? Bergdorf Goodman. Goodman, which I do every year to go see the windows. Mm-hmm. And I was with my ex and we heard that he died. 
just then because it was Christmas Day and we were so bummed. I remember being so sad because he had a tragic life. The guy was super talented, was not able to come out for whatever reason. I mean, like publicly, it wasn't. It wasn't as open as it is now. Yeah, so I The reason think, was homophobia. Yeah, so he had a hard time. You know, he passed away so young. But originally, Last Christmas was supposed to be the only George Michael song. And Paul Feig listened to a bunch of George Michael while he was developing this and said, I want to add all these different songs and kind of make it a George Michael tribute movie. And George Michael wanted Emma Thompson to write this movie and said, that's who I want. I want her to do it. And she agreed to do it. So he also wanted it to have some sort of subplot about homeless people because he was very passionate about helping the homeless. But this is one of those things where it feels like a celebrity just was sitting behind like back and being like, you know, it'd be great. Let's just let's make it about homeless people, too. Oh, and add Brexit. Brexit's got to be in there. Yeah. Uh, and they're listening to some superstar who, of course, they're going to say, yes, yes, yes. And then it's his dying wish, too. And so you can't say, let's not do the homeless thing because it d- it makes sense, but it's very pandering. Uh, maybe let's not do it. It's like in George's memory. So I understand that. The one thing, though, I loved all the George Michael music, the Wham music. It's great. Her ringtone for her mom, who Emma Thompson plays a Russian, uh, is she Russian? No, what is she? Yugoslavian. She's Yugoslavian. And she plays Yugoslavian. She goes full Yugoslavian in this. I thought she was great. She was no, fantastic. Was okay, so that's great. It was very cartoonish. <laughs> uh, she had funny lines, but it was so cartoonish for this movie. The other uh, this thing. This movie that was dead serious? Like, no, this no, whole no. movie was a cartoon. Well, that's the thing. But uh, what I was going to say is her ringtone was uh, She Drives Me Crazy by Fine Young Cannibals. Mm. Have the ringtone be a George Michael song. Like, I understand um, it's She Drives You Crazy because she's a mom and drives you crazy. But it's a George Michael tribute movie. Have the ringtone be a George Michael song. That annoyed me. Yeah. Okay. That right. annoyed me. Uh, I thought Emma Thompson was great. I thought, see, that's what I liked about this movie was the everything but the romance stuff. I thought the comedy aspects of it, the kooky side characters were all really good. Like the owner of the Christmas shop. I love Yeah, Michelle her. Yeoh was fantastic. Yeah, she called I herself she was, Santa. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> and she had a weird she had a weird romance with an older, I guess, German guy. Yeah, sauerkraut salesman. Yeah, yeah. Sauerkraut salesman. That was bizarre. I the the thing I felt about this movie is that Paul Feig is a guy who I love spy. a simple favor was the movie he did before this. And I really liked that movie because I felt like it was an elevated lifetime movie. It was a movie that had those kind of crazy lifetime movie elements, but it was elevated. This feels like a straight to lifetime movie with maybe some stars that are too big to be in those movies. But this movie was of the quality of a lifetime movie. So to go to the theater and watch it, I was disappointed. Now, if I saw this on Netflix, I would be this is great. Because I get to see Amelia Clark and Henry Golding, and I get to see Emma Thompson at home. I don't have to go to the theater and deal with the young lady who was sitting next to me on her phone the whole time because she was too bored. And it's also the thing is, it's like it's a twist that literally everybody saw from when they set the trailer out. And 
I don't. I don't know if that's true. I okay. did not know that there'd be. Well, if you're if you were on Twitter with a bunch of romance people, everybody oh, knew immediately. Okay, and it's the sort of thing where like then you needed to have it be something after that. You know. Yes. Like, do the, I thought another if they moved it up to him, her finding out he's a ghost. By also, like, her actively doing something, yeah. like, maybe trying to find out who gave her the heart or something, finds out he's a ghost, and then they, like, try to make it work or something. Like, yes. that's Be like, a better movie. How am I f- gonna fuck a ghost? Yeah, or her just being like, well, I don't care, I love you, like, let's just try to make this work. But, like... He's yeah. like, I gotta go visit my kidney, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jennifer Lawrence got my kidney, oh. so... Yeah, I... It's so weird that I liked it as much as I did... Though I never cared about the central romance. So I guess that's a big flaw of the movie. Yeah. Well, I also don't feel like the filmmakers cared about the central romance. Exactly. They only cared about the stuff at the store. They 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 cared about her and her family. I feel like, yeah, the central romance, no one had, no one had their heart in it, for yeah. sure. Even though they were sharing one. Well, so when we were- Also, when he finds out and he, like, kneels in front of her, he's like, you are always going to have my heart one way or another. Huh? So it's like, did he have a crush on her before? Which, like, then if you have one scene of him having a crush on her, thinking she's cute, or them having any sort of interaction, then I'm like, okay, now I see why he and came And then back. he dies and he shows up. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, you have like, does him. Does he visit his mom or his sister or anything? Or is he just like, no, nah, I'm just going to visit this lady I didn't know in life? But they're, are they hot? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's the central thing about this movie is that, like you said, I don't think there's any chemistry between these two beautiful people. And I love seeing them on the screen, but I I need some heat. I need them to feel like there's some chance at romance. And then when they can't have it, then it's heartbreaking. But this wasn't really heartbreaking for me. Yeah, it was just odd. Yeah. He was always clearly a ghost. It would be so interesting to be the person who watched this movie and when they got to the twist that was also the first time they considered that that was what was happening i didn't i'll be honest with you that's you i thought it was just a bad movie i thought this was just a very bad movie so until the moment she realized he was a ghost you just assumed it was a regular movie and he was a real person i thought there was something up with him but i thought it was more along the lines of he's a homeless guy he's something that he doesn't want to share with her and then you have that scene, which I hate in everything, where she's at the bench that he took her to, where all the dead people hang out, because mm-hmm. this is the bench that is dedicated to him. And he could tell her what's going on, and he doesn't. She walks away, and he's like, uh, but don't just say it. Just and, say it. And he's a ghost. He could float right in front of her, right. no matter how far away got, she got. He should have got inside her and made her do that, you know, that. What's that dance that that kid does on the internet? I don't know. I don't know. Floss. Okay. Make her floss. Get inside her, make her floss, and be like, I'm a ghost. I can make you floss anytime I want. You That's- never even see him disappear. That's he so just, funny. his last thing after he's like, we'll say goodbye. He had to I walk. You he just walked out of frame. And was his bike a ghost? I don't So he was on a bike all the time. Was a, go- was a bike just float or did his bike die too because it got hit is a ghost, his bike right. is a ghost see that's the thing is like why would i think he's a ghost if he's on a bike all the time his bike is a ghost that's right well, he died on his bike not looking up which would have made sense so do you die like your bike dies too yeah so if i get in a car wreck my car is dead your car as is well. a ghost. and so i'm always driving my car or well, i can walk. yeah you can drive your car because it, it died with you 
So that's like, like, so if you wanted to take a lot of things with you to the afterworld, then you just, you know, it, it, you take things with you just in case. It has to be part of your death. Yeah. So you just take a bunch of stuff that you really liked with you in your car and you're like, oh, this is great. I'm going to drive off a cliff. No, it's just in case. Yeah. It's like best case scenario. If you're going to die, I have my iPod shuffle with me. (laughs) So thumbs down from you guys. Yeah. But the thing that I found weird about this is like I did feel like somewhere there was like a good script or a good movie. Like I almost wanted to blame like the editor or something. Well, all movies are miracles. It's very hard to get a movie made. Yeah. It's not so hard to get a movie made when you're Paul Feig. Yeah. And Emma Thompson. But still, I mean, it had to be something that they thought could make money in the theater. And it's doing fine. I don't think this movie's gonna have legs like I thought it was going to, mm-hmm. but I I I think the word of mouth the word of mouth is pretty bad on it. I would not recommend somebody see it. Like no. our audience, I wouldn't say go out and see this. I'd say maybe wait for it to be on a streamer. Mm-hmm. This is a great movie to put on when you just want to look at your phone, but you need to have something on in the background. Why do you have to have something on in the background when you're looking at your phone? Because, yeah, you know, just to hear things. I don't know why. So you can look up every once in a while. Like he like he like, does in the movie. Up. Look up. Look oh, up. Oh, that's what it was. He was talking to the person just scrolling on their phone. Yeah. Look up. Look at up. This movie. Watch this movie something for five minutes. Something important's going to happen. Because it's just like pretty people in London, which is, you know, whatever. But it made London seem so small. That, they were only ever in Covent Garden. Yeah. And so that I also wanted more. I wanted it to be more expansive. I wanted to love that city. Well. And I didn't. I mean, Paul Feig has made some great stuff and Absolutely. some great movies. But he is not a good direct. He's not a good visualist at all. He doesn't have He's a, a TV director. Yeah, he doesn't have a dynamic visual style. No. Like even A Simple Favor, which is like tried to be a very stylish movie. I thought the failing of that was he's so visually disinteresting. And this movie you could tell too because it needed to evoke wonder. And you're, you, you have ghosts in it. Yes, and there was I think no... that's why they didn't shoot the scene of him disappearing. I think he just wouldn't know how to make that. They might have shot a version of it and it looked terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would say, but it's still good. It's still good. It's, Amelia Clark is so good. I mean, Amelia Clark. I I I do think she's likable uh, as a performer in romantic comedies. She had a hit with that last one, Me Before You, mm-hmm. which yeah. which did really well. And I think she's likable in that. I think she could have a career doing these kind of movies, but the quality of the script's got to be better. Yeah, this was insane. Yeah. So we say last Christmas. Give it a miss. Uh, yeah. Thumbs up. Say it. Also, the line, last Christmas, you gave me your heart. And the very next day I gave it away is the next line. <laughs> right. So, so what, is what that kind of, of what's the sequel going to be? Terrifying, <laughs> terrifying sequel is that? Yeah. Even if it was like the ghost helped her to fall in love with somebody else well there is a there's There's a hint of romance with that guy who works at the shelter because he was into her and i thought that was cute cute. and he he got her food and stuff no it's very sweet but we don't see we do see her we don't see them make out or any we we see her smile at him and the idea that they might get together is in the air Mm -hmm. well aaron what 
where can they find us? Make sure to rate, review, subscribe. It helps everybody find us. You guys are awesome at doing it. We love it. Uh, if you want to email us your thoughts on last Christmas, did you see the switch coming? Is there another romantic movie you'd want us to do? Maybe we'll do it one day if we're tired of reading. Uh, you can always email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at Learning Tropes, on Instagram at Learning the Tropes. As always, we have our Facebook group, The Learning the Tropes Troop. And as always, Learning the Tropes is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media backslash podcasts. Hey, everybody. We will see you Wednesday. And thank you, Patty. Oh, thank you, Pat. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you, producer Pat. Um, and so we will see you Wednesday when we are reading uh, Grin and Bearded. So if you haven't read that yet, pick it up and read it. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. See you at the movies. Yeah, you got that in. <laughs>